Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Warren. So this week on the podcast, we have Tony O'Rourke. Tony is an actress based right here in Dublin. Um, she's done tons of stuff and she is someone uh, on the up and up. Uh, most recently on stage, you would have seen her in Porcelain at the Abbey, directed by the brilliant uh, Cahill Cleary, which was her uh, Abbey debut. Uh, I also caught her recently in Disco Pigs, uh, which was a production nominated for the Best Ensemble Award at the Irish Times uh, Theatre Awards. And also, uh, Tony um, was one of the stars of Cardboard Gangsters uh, with John Connors, which got a ton of uh, if the nominations and wins. Um, and she's also currently shooting Cam with Horses. Uh, and she's playing the role of Lisa De- uh, Devers in that, uh, and that's a Joe uh, Murtha, um film, uh, and it's directed by Nick Rowland. It's for Film Four and DMC Films. Basically, what I'm saying is uh, Tony's kind of killing at the moment, and uh, I'm delighted to have her on because we've been trying to make it happen for ages. And I think Tony's another one of them guests that, um, as the years go by, it's going to be harder and harder to get to speak to her because I think she is only going one way. So um, please do enjoy. Uh, in other news, uh, I'm currently rehearsing Copperface Jacks, the musical. Uh, we're having great crack. Uh, I spent my morning uh, in Coppers. Uh, not a place you want to be at 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, I'll tell you. But uh, we had a, a, a lovely time doing some photos and stuff. And uh, it's a deadly team. It's written by the brilliant Paul Howard, uh, best known for the Roswell Cattle Kelly books and his uh, journalism in the Irish Times and all the different bits and bobs. Uh, and uh, what a cast. It's Johnny Ward, Michelle McGrath, uh, Rosanna Purcell. Um, tons and tons of brilliant, brilliant people a deadly ensemble as well and um, I'm just delighted to be a part of it so uh, if you're <coughs> excuse me if you're around come and check us out at the Olympia Theatre from July 5th to August 12th because I think it's going to be uh, a bit gas um, but enough of all that guys please enjoy the wonderful Tony O'Rourke playing personality bingo Tom Tony O'Rourke, ready to play personality bingo? I sure am. All right, sweet, let's do it. So a quick explainer of how it all works. Going to put 60 minutes on the clock. Uh, I have 60 questions here and 60 balls in here. I've also given you five numbers in that sheet. Would you do me a favour and read out the five? I will. 17, 40, 39, 22, 54. Lovely. Um, Nice numbers. Will you do me a favour and pick something else, something between 1 and 60 that's not already there? Of course. What are you going to go for? I'm going to go for, God, I thought this would be easier. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go for eight. Nice. Any reason? Because I don't have any other single numbers. Mm. So. Yeah, she's, okay. She's okay. a single number. Yeah, you're going for the patterns. I like yes. it. Yes. Yeah, all right. Sweet. And I should say that if all six year numbers do come out, that means the tables are turned. You get to ask me any question in the whole okay. wide world. Uh, I'll give you a totally honest answer. Okay, good. Totally. Uh, right, fuck it. We just give it a spin. Let's do it. Okay. All right, first out of the gate, we have number one. Do you have it? I don't. Crap, I should have picked that as my single number. I mean, hindsight, isn't it? Oh, sorry. Right, here we go. Number one, question is, do you believe in ghosts? Oh, I definitely believe in spirits. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I think the straight answer to that is yes. What does a spirit mean to you? Definitely other energies. Mm. I've completed my Reiki one, so I think the whole premise of that is definitely believing in other energies and the transferring of energy. Mm. Um, I mean, I never, never say never, but I don't think I would ever carry it on to maybe ever charging someone or doing it with someone else. I'm normally just, I kind of was just really interested in, in the transferring of energy, and that's why I, I did this. Um, that and also my partner's auntie is a Reiki master, so I was like, well, that's cool, so I'm going to take that one up. Um... But, yeah, I, I don't know. We have a house down in Clare in between La Hinch and Milltown Malbay. And when I say house, I mean, I believe it's absolutely stunning when I bring people to it. They're like, oh, you mean a shack? Mm. And I'm like, no, what? Uh, but we, I've been going there since I was a kid. And there's definitely something in that house. And I, I only really believe that myself because I have older cousins who are accountants the mm. worst kind of people no joking uh no who are you know your average joes and they have felt certain things and they would hate to admit that you know the next day they're like this thing happened but i guess it wasn't really a thing but and then they explain it and you can see them being like really believing it because it happened to them so yeah there's definitely one man that everyone sees 
you see him yeah well i've only seen him once and it was a really weird scenario like i go down there and all i do down there is sleep mm -hmm. and i was down there one time and uh, my pop came down and he'd be very much like come on let's get up and get out into the day and he came down and at like 10 a.m he sat at the end of my bed putting his shoes on and he was literally just doing it to be like okay it's time to wake up but i'm not actually verbally going to wake you up mm -hmm. and i just rolled over and went back to sleep and anyway, that night when I was going to bed, I was like, can you just not wake me up tomorrow morning? And he was like, I didn't. I was like, yeah, no, but I know you didn't verbally wake me up, but you sat at the end of the bed, putting your shoes on. And he was like, what are you talking about? I was in the town all morning. I didn't get back till about two. And I was like, wait, what? And it was just, and it was really grand. Like, it was just like, oh, like I was half asleep when it happened. But then as we got to family get-togethers, there was this talk of this man and everyone was like, Tiernan, my cousin's home and Tiernan would be very much like this big, burly guy that was like, no, like nothing would ever get me, no spirits would ever scare me, but there, he definitely saw him. Whoa. Yeah, it was freaky. Yeah. It's weird. And I mean, when you go back up now and you go to bed or you turn off the lights, like is that, do you think about that? I, I don't really, like, because I guess... We because I've been going there all my life, and if I do believe there's a spirit there and nothing bad has happened, then I guess no. But we have a tendency when I go down to listen to Sword and Scale podcast, which is one of my favorite true crime podcasts. Mm -hmm. After personally bingo, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah, of course. Um, and it well, you're not a true crime podcast. You're my favorite fun podcast. Well, unless I murder you now. Yeah, that's true. Right. That could be a good crime podcast. I think so. <laughs> Let's do it live. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we listen to that going down and then when you arrive, there's just that air of like, oh, this is kind of creepy. And definitely in the middle of the night, if there's only two of you down there, there are moments of like, oh, freaky. Like we were down there um in January and it was quite dark and dreary and um we went to bed and Killian turned on the light at like two in the morning and I was like what is wrong and he was like I just I just feel like there's someone just staring at me and I was like oh whatever I was like it's probably your man go back to sleep he's fine he's harmless you know it's just it's not freaky it's just there I think yeah fascinating so do you have you ever gone down I, I have a I, I think a really good equivalent to what you're talking about in terms of like a little place down the country that is in my family mm. and I, I love it it's in Donegal and it's like my favourite place in the world and like really similar to that I just go and unplug and it's gorgeous uh, thank god there's no men that sit in my bed Yeah. but <laughs> if um, I go down by myself mainly that's my favourite way to go okay. for like kind of a while like I kind of do a weird little hermit thing where I'll go for 10 days say right and I won't really see anyone and I won't really talk to anyone and it's my favourite thing in the world yeah. have you gone by yourself have you done that is that something you would do and if not why not uh, wow, no, I haven't. It is something that I've definitely flirted with the idea a couple of times. When I was 19, I was in Vietnam for three months. And while I was there, I really realized that I didn't enjoy the solitude of being alone or I didn't really, I was working on something at the time. So I really just was so excited to see people again and going down to the hotel lobby and like, you know, waiting for people to rap and being like, okay, what are we going to do? Are we all going to hang out? Um, and I remember towards the end of that trip thinking, okay, I really need to challenge myself in some way or another by spending some time alone. Mm -hmm. But Claire is kind of scary. Like mm. it is spooky. So when I think about it, I'm like, well, that wouldn't be the best thing to do. So I would definitely, I've always, I've thought of going to Devon in um, England, like which is, that's more countryside town. Um, or also just somewhere to a beautiful seaside town in, in England. Not too far away, but doing that trip alone. Mm. Um, but then I always think about it and I'm like, but wouldn't it be fun with someone else and to share that experience? Yeah. Um, I like, I am an extreme extrovert. Mm. And I know that's one of the questions. Mm. So if I get it now, you know the answer. Well, well I, I'm fascinated already. Like, you're so. Uh, you've probably, if you've heard any of these, you probably know, like, as in the definition I was told that sticks out to me is that it's where you get your energy from. You mm. get your energy from people. Is mm. that right? Yeah. I mean, I love, I do love, sorry, I, like, for example, yesterday I took the day to myself, but in the same regard, taking the day to myself was going to my favorite coffee shop and speaking to the baristas who I know by their names and, like, filling myself in on their lives over the last couple of weeks and then sitting down and reading something or, you know, going through a script, but then getting back up and knowing a couple of the customers coming in and then going home and chilling on my bed but waiting for my little brother to come in and chat to me. So I've never, 
so that to me is taking time by myself and just being alone and kind of walking, having the autonomy to go somewhere I want to go just for the sake of, because I want to go there. Mm. But my destination possibly has people that I, I want to spend time with. Yeah. So I, yeah, I do. Like I used to say when I was a little bit younger, which I now on reflection, I think is very dramatic and I don't think true. But you know that saying, like if a tree falls and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a noise? I'm like, if nobody's around me, am I even breathing? But it's definitely not true. But it's just like, I don't know, I really enjoy other people's company. I really enjoy being around them. Like I really enjoy helping people like I think sometimes a little bit too much Mm -hmm. like I've had experiences in like say rehearsal rooms I just worked with the most wonderful Lola Pettigrew who's the sweetest little thing and she's 22 and she's just full of life and I just right there and then was like okay I'll look after you now for the next little while and one day I think she wasn't in or something I was like she wasn't meant to be in rehearsals but I was like so has anyone spoken to Lola today? How is she? And the director was like, I think she's fine. Like she's dealt without you looking after her for up until this point. She'll be okay. And I was like, oh yeah, she doesn't need me. You know, that kind mm, of way. Mm. I just love, I've loads of siblings and I've just always kind of been a mother hen. So I kind of always just loved looking after people. Yeah. But I am very good at looking after myself as well. That's great. How, 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 um, how do you do that? How do you learn that? Where'd that come from? Uh, my mum's a yoga teacher, so we've got a very, it's kind of all about just being in your own body and, yeah, minding yourself. And, yeah, I, like I do, I get a lot of massages. Yeah. And I get a lot of facials. And, yeah, I wouldn't be one. And I eat food that I want to eat and I drink water. And, yeah, I kind of just, although, you know, very often you meet people who are like, oh, I look after everyone else and I don't have time for myself. I'm kind of like, yeah, but those people need you to look after yourself. If if that's really what you're doing, then you need to also be be there for yourself to be there for them, I guess. Yeah, like you do look like one of the healthiest people <laughs> I've ever met. Like you do, you, you kind of you kind of look like um, ah, oh, this this doesn't sound like a compliment, but I mean it to be. You kind of look like the human embodiment of like freshly squeezed orange juice nice. like you know that's you just look you just look very like radiant and well i'm like, a little brown right now to be fair because it's sun, it's been sunny yeah 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 but that i mean that makes sense it's a uh, like you so obviously being an actor and you know the challenges of like you know the schedule and how it can change from like super intense to then oh fuck i have nothing for like mm. until i have something you know yeah like um do you find it because sometimes maybe it's a selfish question because sometimes I suppose when 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 it, it's in like the quieter times mm. then it's like it can feel like a cop out. I, I I'm talking about myself. I can yeah. feel like I'm copping out if I take time for myself because I'm like, well, yeah, but you need to be you know working to then fill this time and to get working again. How do you reconcile yeah. that, or is that something that it's exists? It's funny you ask that. I literally just had this conversation um with Elaine in the studio and. I, I don't have that. You know, when you meet an actor and they're like, I've just burnt myself out. I burn myself out when I'm working. But when I'm not working, I love it. Like, I'm like, okay, now I can knit. Now I can do yoga. Now I can be one of those annoying people who get up and go for a run. Or I can go to a festival and disappear for four days. Like, that really excites me. And mm. like, you know, in between jobs... Look, I have to I have to be honest, I've been so lucky that it hasn't been a drought of a long extended period of time where I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I actually going to do? And that will come, no doubtably. But um, I, I really enjoy it. Mm. Like I wrapped last Friday and now I'm just like, possibilities are endless. Where Like will I go on holiday? Where will the world take me? Because I do trust this industry. I do trust that another job will come. And I do trust that it, the right job will come and if it does I'll get you know mm. it'll be for me and I I'm a firm believer what's for me won't pass me in a non hippity dippity way but in a just a yeah I mean that just happened and I I have I yeah I think I get a lot of I don't know if this is the right word but solace in the fact that I'm like if this ends one day then I get to grow my own farm and have six children and get puppies and loads of tattoos and possibly shave my head like you know what I mean it's not the end of the world and yet 
yeah, there's so many other things in this world that make it beautiful that rather than being on set, which I love, and being in rehearsals, which I also love. That just so happens to be my true love at the moment. Mm-hmm. But doesn't scare me the idea of it not always being my true love. Yeah, totally. And do you find those things, because it was interesting that you like mentioned, okay, like, you know, I know it's an example, but like the farm or the six kids or whatever mm. that is, do you, do, do, does that to you feel like something that is, are they mutually exclusive or are they things that can coexist for you, do you think? I do at the moment believe they're a little exclusive. Like I, I obviously now at the moment, as in my kids and my farm or my kids, my farm and my acting. Yeah, the three. The three, okay. Um, I, like I th- I've always said if I wasn't an actor, I like, well, actually, I've always wanted to be an actor and I've always wanted to be a mum. Like, I'm so excited to have kids. Yeah. Like, I just think that's so cool. This human being comes out of me and it's half the person I love and it's half of me and I get to watch it grow and be a human being. Like, that to me is baffling. And I think babies, like, I literally, like, I'm that really crazy lady in the cafe who sees a baby and I'm like, oh, and then it's in my arms. Like, the other day we were out at... um no name in town and we were outside and this dog was there and I just picked it up and its owner kind of was a little annoyed and was like would you do that if it was a child and my friend was like yeah no she would and I was like yeah I do and then I was like I should probably think about that more but I, I'm not scared you know those people who are like oh, I could never hold a newborn I'm like what that's like such a gift but actually I don't judge people who don't get babies I get that too mm. um but yeah, they can definitely coexist. I I think about it like I was working with Simone Kirby, who's a wonderful actress, um, last week, and she was showing me pictures of her son, who is like an angel child. Like I don't know how she got him. He's just well, she's divine too. But like, he literally is a cartoon baby. I was like, he's divine, and she was like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, I I think about it. But how do you take nine months out of the game and then another f- year following? Like the dream is to have four features on their way out and then you can just pop out all your kids <laughs> and then the industry hasn't forgotten you by the time you come back but she was like no like life just happens she was like I get more work now that I'm a mum than I did beforehand and that's possibly because you're not so consumed by it and possibly because you're like there's a bigger world outside of this world and that matters too and that air about you I guess makes people be like oh you're pretty chill I kind of want y- you to work with me or you you seem like you have your stuff together when being a mum, I'm sure you don't have anything to Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point. That's right, will we give it a spin? Please. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Next out the gate, we have number 49. Do you have it? No. No worries. Number 49. Uh, the question is, oh, what do you think people's first impressions of you are? Oh, I was really nervous for this question. It's a hard one, isn't it? I've actually studied this game. Really? Yes. Tactics. Uh, <laughs> um, it is a hard one because... Um, I don't think it's positive. Um, it certainly wasn't when I was growing up. Mm. A lot of people would say I'd be intimidating, which always floors me. Um, and then I <laughs> I recently um, went drinking with um, a good friend of mine who I worked with, and that's how we became quite close. And she said for the first two months at work, she just couldn't, she didn't know how to speak to me because she couldn't understand how I was so happy. And she couldn't understand why I was so nice. She was like, that's just untrue. Like, nobody can... That's, like, she was just waiting for me to come in one day and kill them all. I don't know. But I was like, that was such a weird... Because normally I get, oh, I was really intimidated by you when we first met. Or I thought you were really mean or really loud and outgoing. So I actually don't know. I I get nervous. I think I overcompensate sometimes because in my head I'm going, oh, they think I'm really mean. Or they think I'm like really intimidating whereas I swear I'm not mm. so I try to make myself more accommodating and then that probably comes across as being like why is she trying so hard to be nice why can't she just be nice so I think that might be it yeah what do you think is it about you that people find that bit intimidating I think my face <laughs> <laughs> I think I've a really bitchy face like I only ever get cast as an asshole Really? Can I say asshole? Oh, you can say fuck. Oh. You can say, you can say penis. You oh can s- say vagina. You can say whatever you want. Mad. Yeah, so I, I think, yeah, I I think it must be my face. Yeah. I think it's my bones. Mm. Um, possibly. Um, what was your first impression of me? Yeah. It's always an interesting one. I'm trying to think. I, I wonder, when, when was the first time I came across you? That's what I want to know. Um, I don't know. But no, I, I can, I can... I can definitely 
there was definitely a discrepancy to when like I felt like I got to know you remember we were doing the little spotlight thing and yes. we were kind of hanging out then I was like I, I, I don't know it just because that was like a you know a period of like whatever like three or four hours in a room together and like you just kind of get to know someone and yeah I mean my opinion of you probably improved because I knew you better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think I, but I, I can see the intimidating thing though. I, I know, get it. I, I do get it's that. In my face. Well, I think, but like maybe it's intimidating because, you know, I don't want to speak at a school here, but I think like you're like an attractive person, and then as you, you know, she said like, why are you so happy? I think like if someone ticks too many boxes for people, they get a bit confused because they're like. Yeah, but what's your what's your thing? Like, you know, wh- and your thing, I think, can be your, your shit thing or your good thing. But if you've got, like, a few things, then I think people don't know what to do with you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm not sure that's it, but that would be a so. decent guess. Yeah, no, it is. I Like, I mean, don't, yeah. I, I, it also depends on what setting I'm meeting people in. Sure. Definitely. Like, in a professional setting, I'm there to do a job. So, like, similar to the spotlight, I was there to do my job or to learn. Mm-hmm. So I'm not so I definitely am I guess like on on set and stuff like which I kind of learned over time not to necessarily be over commentating because we're all there to do our own jobs or in rehearsals I don't know yeah it just just definitely depends like if I'm meeting like if I met your parents like I I can make wait no that wasn't did I meet your parents I don't know where do you think you met them after a show in Smock if someone is re- is listening to this going, that's my parents. I th- did I meet your parents? No, I think they were John Doran's parents. Ah. Uh. Someone's parents. But I think I'm, yeah, when I meet parents, I get really excited. And I'm like, tell me about them. What are they like from your side of things? I actually don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think first impressions, and as well, like, in, in what we do, first impressions are kind of important as well, because, mm-hmm. like, I think that, but it was really interesting what you were talking about earlier in terms of, you know, the, the like, um, <laughs> for want of a better word, like that mum energy of, like, mm-hmm. you know, having other shit on and how that would have changes your energy. Like, that's something that, like, I think about a lot, or, like, I have been, like, not forced to, but, like, I, I, I think I would have that as well of, like, you know, coming into a room with, like, a lot of energy and positivity and then like learning oh that's great sometimes but like maybe not that can come across as like a fucking like over eagerness which isn't very good no. you know you don't want that but also if you're going in and very often i am going up for parts that are very not nice people or mm. are on the off bat they are like you know on the surface they're not very kind so in that audition room i'm like i don't need these people to really like me because actually sometimes they can't separate you from that then because they go oh she was just so nice so can she really do that scene where we really need her to murder your man or whatever so you do actually I remember that my uh, pop gave me that advice very early on like because I was really like that I was like okay but I you know regardless of how the audition goes I want them to be able to be like oh Tony was so cool or nice and he was like but sometimes they don't need to like you Mm. um I've also worked, like I worked with Keith Macklin recently and he just says, he now goes into auditions and he goes, can we do, can we do the script? Like, can we do the sides first? Because I'm prepared for that. And he does them and then he can relax and be himself and be like, okay, well that part's out, like over. And now we're just talking as human beings. Because you do go in with that energy of like, okay, do I definitely still remember that line? Yeah, 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 okay. Oh, and also, who's this? Okay, that's your producer, that's your writer. Okay, there's the director. Okay, there's my reader. And there's my casting director. We know each other. Okay, and you're just, there's, and then it's multitasking. And then how do you manage all of that? And then also go, hi. (laughs) 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 Yeah. It's crazy. I do. Which I guess self-tapes help with that now. Yeah. You can come across however you wish. Unless you have an ident and everyone forgets their name. It's like, I'm, wait, what? Crap! Yeah. Where I, do I live? I think that I think that there's a casting director, and I actually really appreciate this, and I think like she does not call me into auditions anymore because she's like, oh, he's just better when he tapes. Tapes, yeah. I, like, and I think she's right. Like, And I think, yeah. and I really appreciate it because like, it's been really beneficial. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I'm like, well, yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? And it does help. And you can say that yourself. You can be like, can I, can I tape? I'd rather tape for this. Are they accepting tapes? And... Yeah, I think it does work. And you can be anywhere in the world totally. with tapes now. It's really great. It's really great. We give it a spin? Yes, okay. let's spin the room. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Number 55. Do you have it? No, I have 54. Oh, close, no cigar. Number 55. <laughs> do you consider yourself photogenic? Oh, 
what a we- I haven't heard this one yet. Mm, we like to take you by surprise. That's what you get for studying the game. Fuck you. I was really you. excited for the James Blunt one. Um, oh, that's gone. Is it? Yeah. Why? Do you want to talk about him? Um, I don't have much to say, but I was going to like just, that was going to be my curveball of things. I guess it is a curveball for a photogenic one because I, I don't know. Like, I mean, are you allowed to say no? Because like, that's kind of our job. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But there's definitely some people who are like incredible looking and incredible on stage and then like aren't good on camera or don't look and it's not even like I don't mean like look attractive on camera but like some people they just look kind of funny on camera yeah that's a thing that is a thing so now when you say photogenic do you mean photographs yeah no I'm talking about how's your Instagram (laughs) it's my Instagram how is my Instagram? It's pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, really, no, do you know what? I can, I'll actually tell you how your Instagram is. No, you, you, you've like you, you're, you're. I'm bringing it up because you brought it up earlier, but you have like a really specific thing, I think, because you, as someone, you know, we we see each other. I don't know, like not super often. It's no. always lovely when you do. We should do it more often. Quite. But um, but you have like a really like lovely like aspirational life. I think when you're looking at it from the outside, does that make sense? As in, as in. Like I think I'll tell you about it, right? Yeah, please. I think I think uh, as you said, it's probably because partly what you're saying, like you look after yourself, which is great, and like I think we all on some level strive to or should certainly like strive to do that. So that's like you're like, oh fuck, like fair balls to you. That's great, and like you all seem like very like in love and like in a happy thing, you know, yes. which is like great, and like I guess like I don't, it's not rare, but I mean, it it's like. Um, it's a really particularly lovely thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know, I guess like a combination of the both of them two things and especially like, because a lot of time they, they're coexisting and they're existing in the same world. You're like, fuck, that's that's really lovely. And then all, you know, the brilliant work you're doing on top of that, which is is just really great. You, like, your Instagram's pretty good, Tony. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, what, that's what I came for. Yeah, it? it's just <laughs> the Instagram. Com- no, but I mean like, just blow that out to like, you know, your like actual life because obviously like, you know, I'm sure there's loads of shit things it's in your life as different. well. Yeah, and also when I say I look after myself, I actually also mean like I'll get McDonald's and that doesn't upset me or I'll go drinking and that doesn't... Like, I I, I kind of just was always brought up with that attitude. Like, my mum was just like, but that's your body. That's what, you know, that's the shell of your soul. And, you know, and she kind of say it in other terms as that. But, like, you just... I don't... Uh, that stuff always confuses me when people really beat themselves up I'm like but if you can't be kind to yourself then who the heck is gonna be or like you know if you look at yourself of course I don't I don't think I'm great or it's not it's not coming from that kind of place I'm just kind of like yeah but things aren't really gonna change unless I change them so if I am really unhappy about something then I gotta do something about it rather than and I love crisps like I eat crisps all the time yeah so when I mean I look after myself I look after my cravings of cheese and onion crisps totally eat them so you said like you said like it's not like you think you're great. Like what what do you think? Oh my god. What do you mean? Like I don't know, I'm just curious. That was an interesting thing to say. Um I I don't I now that now that's deep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really think about myself that much. I wouldn't tend to not do that, I guess. Mm. But I still believe I look after myself. I just I just kinda go with the flow. Yeah, today I was I was walking in the street and I was really curious. I was just like, I don't I I was just like it was we were you know doing um, uh, a photo shoot thing for coppers and we were all there together oh, yeah. and I was just thinking about how I've met like a lot of these people for the first time like last week and I was just kind of getting to know them and I was thinking about how they all affect me differently mm. and they're all really nice and I was just thinking gosh isn't that amazing I was like I, I really have no idea how like I uh, affect the universe or how I affect people around me I was like I w- and and I, I I think I maybe used to have a much better idea of that, and yeah. now I'm like, fuck, I really don't know. I, I'm yeah. not sure what my effect on like rooms or different human beings is. Yeah, and it's just it was just curious because like that is kind of like the main thing we do on Earth is like every place we go, we just sort of change the atmosphere, change the temperature a little bit. It's like, oh fuck, I don't really know how I do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- you know, those inner di- dialogues that people t- talk about. Yeah. And they're like, I was thinking this, and I was thinking. I actually don't think I think that much. Right. Not as like, as in like, I don't think that much. As in like, <laughs> I really don't have, like I'm always just like, oh, there's a dog. Oh, that's, like, I think I have 
ADDs or ADHD. So I'm constantly just like, oh, there's a window. Oh my God, bless. So I don't stay on stuff long enough. So I'd never be able to think about myself long enough to go, what do I think about me? Mm. I'm like, I just, you know, if I hurt someone's feelings, which like obviously that happens in life or if, if something happened where I have to, you know, re-educate myself or enlighten myself on a certain subject because I can be so ignorant about things and people do educate me all the time. And I have to, te- I tend to have to ask like, oh, what does that mean? Or, you know, because I try to, but I definitely don't know what, I definitely don't go away and think. Like I used to, like, and I still sometimes do. I, I can say things flippantly because I don't actually think people care necessarily mm-hmm. or that it's going to have any influence. You know, when someone says something to you, and you're like, oh, cool. I'm going to, that's, I'm going to apply that to my life. I can never imagine saying something profound that someone would be like, wow. Or the opposite. Did that answer your question? Yeah, well, I mean, I th- yeah, <laughs> I, the questions are, are kind of like, I've realised the questions are kind of... Starters. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is the main course. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's really interesting. Do Because you, you don't seem like someone who, like, particularly... Well, actually, more interesting. What are, what are some of the things that you felt like um, the need to re-educate yourself on or, like, to... Remember you were saying yeah. just there, like, what, what are... Because I think that's fascinating. And I, I love when like when my blind spots are like kind of illuminated for me like that's so interesting yeah i what think it's so important it is um what I have you worked found with um katie o'kelly the amazing katie o'kelly who is a activist and was raised by two amazing parents who educated her throughout her whole life and i worked with her in 2015 and i'll never forget being in the dressing room of smock alley and her she was going on a march and I was like, well, what is it for? Like, that's really good. And she was like, oh, it's in regards to the Eighth Amendment of the Irish Constitution. And I was like, oh, what is that? And she was like, it's the part of our Constitution that equates the life of the unborn to the living. And I'm like, they're looking at her with my furrowed brow being like, okay. And she was like, you know, abortion is illegal here in Ireland and it's up to 14 years in jail. And I just remember going really red and being like, why are we talking about abortion right now? Like, it's eight o'clock in the morning and wait what you don't just say that because I no one I was 22 at the time and I was just like nobody I'd never really spoken to anyone about it it wasn't ever on the table and she just like really amazingly wasn't offended or just kind of took me aside and was like educated me in 15 all it took was 15 minutes of her being like you don't have the right to choose of your own body and that's as simple as it was but I wasn't educated in it and I didn't know about it and as you probably know if you are a fan of my Instagram I'm I've now been extremely vocal about it because I had to go away and educate myself but it did also help me when I did get into conversations with people and I realized that they weren't I tended then to use the word enlightened about it because education kind of seems to it does imply that there's a hierarchy there. And, oh, I'll educate you about this subject. Right. Because that sounds wrong. But there are a lot of people... Like, it's the same with what's going on in Palestine at the moment. Like, again, Katie O'Kelly educated me on that subject. Um, she went over there and she wrote this beautiful article when she came back. Um, furthermore, she then went and wrote The Olive Tree, which is her one-woman show. And, again, I was educated about something that I had no idea about. And, and then bubbles the anger and the disappointment and the ignorance and the like how didn't I and so then you then are encouraged to go read about these things and Mm -hmm. how do I then furthermore uh, enlighten other people or even just keep enlightening myself Mm -hmm. um so over the last few months you know obviously we're talking like um since the eighth amendment's been repealed Mm. and how do you deal with the people in your life and friend circle and family or whatever the case might be who don't share the same view view and like you know who probably actually because it's i like that word enlightened and it it, it's probably that's probably a challenging word to some people then who feel that well no hold on i'm enlightened exactly you're not enlightened you know what i mean of course like because to them enlightened means no voting no because like the life of like what would be a baby is like sacrosanct you know what I mean so how d- how did you negotiate those conversations or did you have them those difficult moments what was that like um I had a good few of them and um pre-referendum I was very ready to have them and uh, very patient um post-referendum I was really angry and was like f you for trying to make me justify why I should have ownership or bodily autonomy um 
because you I did anyway personally come up against some people who were very much um in like you said enlightened in their own way and they had their own opinions and their if they were fully well enlightened on the subject and they were still voting a different way to me I totally understood that that I was like yes like let's maybe discuss it a little bit further but if you have all your facts down pat and you have your decision made then I can't that's your decision but it was when I met people who had no education on the subject whatsoever and were actually just maybe playing devil's advocate or just being rude for being the sake of being rude it really I had those conversations because in my head I was going, but maybe I could be the person. And then afterwards, you know, after I then discovered that was only 33%, I was like, oh my God, that 33% made me feel like crap for the last two months where I've been having these horrible conversations where I've had to justify why my body is my own and that I'm not careless and that women aren't going to use these things as social abortions like all these horrible word words that we heard about our own beings about our own gender about our own people about our mothers and our sisters and I was just like how why do I have to listen to this and why is it up to me because then but on the flip side that I totally know why and I totally know why that had to be met with patience and with understanding and um to have those conversations was so so important and I totally believe it was because I did meet people on the way who were exhausted by it and and when I had conversations with them and we were on the same side and they were kind of still just roaring and I was like yeah no me too but also we also have to be understanding so yeah I don't know they were difficult I mean I had someone very close to me in my family um who was um voting no and that was really really difficult um and I, I don't know how we, I mean, it's still pretty hard. It's still kind of, and actually, subsequently, he didn't end up getting to vote. Um, he was away. Mm. But still then even just being on the phone the next day and that person not being able to be like, I didn't vote, but if I did, I would have maybe thought about it more. But just being like, flippantly being able to be like, oh, it doesn't matter anyway. And it's like, no, but it really, really does. Mm. And it, and if it doesn't matter that much to you, then just see how much it ma- matters to me or my family or my sister and try and have empathy towards that and be sensitive towards that fact. Um, so I guess there's, but there's a lot worse than that out there. And I think a lot of people take go through hard times. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's, it's so funny. You know, the way we've just come off this like amazing run of like weather and, and, yeah. and stuff. And it, it, and then post-referendum, I think there's been a really, like, gorgeous, like, loving, like, open-hearted vibe around the city and the country. Yeah. And, I like, it was just, like, how much better it was, like, the weather made by all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that there's there's no posters trying to restrict, like, over half of our population's existence. It's 50% of us out there. Do you know what I mean? We aren't this, like, mad species that are just come out of the woodwork and do these crazy sexual things but also sorry my biggest thing at the referendum which got me every time was sex okay sex education was talked about and how we need to improve that but like could we all just accept that babies are made through the ride Mm -hmm. and like you could literally be covered in curry chips it could be at the back of coppers and it could be a moment of complete madness that only lasts 12.25 seconds Mm mm-hmm and and you're you know what I mean there was just this weird air of like this magical being comes down and you're gifted with this and you know uh, why would you of course if you were you, you know what I mean it was just I was a bit like I'm a bit confused as to <laughs> people are seem to be and also I thought the whole conversation just totally diminished what being a mother entails and how feckin' hard that is and how much and a father like totally but because the conversation was so geared towards women like I have friends who have babies and they had them when they were really young and like love them so so much and would never like they they did have that choice because they actually had the means to travel and they chose to give birth and have their children who they love so much but during this referendum they're like are you kidding me like this is so hard I'm up all night I'm like running around I can't think for myself in two seconds of the day it's it was just made out to be this 
would then just have it just have it and give it away or just have it and have a human being to look after it's like you need insurance to have a tv and a dog you can just go in have a human being and walk out with it yeah i know it is i really enjoyed your 12.25 seconds it's just so specific beautifully specific and short and amazing i also made direct eye contact with you yeah 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 i was like Whoa. and then a kind of question mark like, do you know what it's like to have sex with me <laughs> oh my god jesus um yeah right amazing right will we will we give it a Let's spin finish. yeah yeah this will take way less time than that okay here we go number 40 do you have it yes oh congratulations thank you how does it feel um pretty good it was a measured response okay so i practiced that because <laughs> Are you competitive? <laughs> yes. Oh, right. And when people are like, like Camille was like, I am so competitive, but like people are so weird the way they get excited about this. And then throughout the whole podcast, she was like, yes, no, yes. Yeah. So I was very concerned. Very good. Well done. You. Thank you. Um. Oh, this is kind of an interesting one after all the the stuff we were talking about just there. Uh, if you weren't the nationality that you are, uh, I think you're Irish, right? Yes. What nationality would you choose to be? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Um, Spanish, maybe? That would yeah. be fun. I don't think I've ever thought about it. Mm. Um, How do you feel about being Irish? I love it. Do you? Yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> I get really excited about it. I'm one of those people who's um, very into it. Really? My whole family kind of are. Like my cousin Quiva's like, yeah, kind of borderline. Yeah. It's bad. Borderline what? Like... Like too excited about it. Yeah. You know, like if you're like if one of our cousins is dating someone not from Ireland, it's kinda goes around family like wildfire <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? But does she eat potatoes? Yeah. Um, is she a vegetarian? Even though I'm a vegetarian, do you know what I mean? But, but you're an Irish one. But I'm an Irish one, so you just give me more spuds and that's all. Um yeah, I enjoy it. But I, d- I love I love Italy. I l- uh, I'd love to live there. I love the Spanish people. I love the Spanish way of life. Mm. Like nothing like it's amazing i was in madrid recently and you'd get up and then you just have cervezas at like 12 and they give you so much food like you just get a three euro cerveza and then they give you six tapas and then but they're all still very slim they're so slim this is what i said no idea because they sleep so then they go back to bed yeah and then they get up and they eat again and then they have flan which is so nice and then they go for a siesta or no they did that already and then they go for a party oh, I don't, it's just such a cool way of life you see that wouldn't suit me why no I go I jump off a building I, I, are you not able to relax not not on that level no I like I I could maybe like do that once a week yeah I, I go to Spain on Sundays really do you know what I mean like yeah no that are you one of those people who have to like deserve time off I think so and yeah and I mean time off it's such a weird like it's such a weird word because, like, I and I, I, sorry, what I'm talking about is like if I like I'm thinking about like days and I don't like I'm not like in rehearsals or like doing a thing, right? Mm. And I'm like, but like I'll probably like just like write a lot of the day and like that's obviously not time off, but like I, I fucking love that. That's yeah. I, I really enjoy that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's really interesting. I don't think I do well though in the oh, in the see, Spanish way. I like. sleep like I can't even tell you. I get at least ten hours sleep a night. Really, it's my favorite thing. And I'll, I'll snooze during the day. Like, if I don't have a coffee, I'll be asleep by three o'clock. Gas. Um, anyone who wants to hire me, I actually do work on the job and I don't sleep on the job. I get up early in the morning. Y- yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I'm not like, yeah. I also don't write. And I think actors who don't write kind of go, well, will I do a tape? Will I, you know, well, okay. Because I, I, I just couldn't offend people with my writing. What, do you think it would be bad? Um, we had to write in college every week and I found it, I just found I was extremely vulnerable while, while writing and I found it really, um, probably made it really good, no? I mean, there'll be people here shaking their heads being like, no, she was grew up. Uh, no, I, I have one piece that's like there right. and one day I will do it. And I, at the moment I'm now actually thinking of it more in a short film kind of, um, perspective rather than a one woman show. Mm. Um, but again, I, t- I'm I I can't. I was actually speaking to my friend Gemma Kane about this yesterday, and she's writing something uh, that will no doubt be wonderful. And she is really good at. She was just saying that she was having a. They had a reading yesterday, and she was getting criticism, and you know, 
constructive criticism. Of course. But when it comes to writing, that just, I'm like, oh, you're, you're so right. My brain is like, that's so dumb. Why did I even say that? And I'll just cross it out. It's there and there. Like, I would never have the, so sorry. That's rude. just fine. Um, I c- I'd never have the integrity to be like, no, that's what happens. Like, that should happen. Um, whereas in acting, I really do. Like, if I really believe in a character and someone's like, maybe, I'm like, no, that wouldn't happen. And I'll justify the reason as to why. Um, or I'll explore it for different reasons. And it, I, it always feels so constructive. Like direction when you're acting, it, to me, it doesn't, it's not me. It's it's that, it's the, it's the way I, Tony, interpreted it, but I got that wrong and that's okay. Whereas when I write something, someone's like, no, I'm like, well, that was my brain. So, you know, fuck me, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I completely understand. But at the same time then, like, you know, you'll have those little nuggets where you're like, oh, fuck. And you're like, oh, that was my brain. You know, it's True. like you twist it. But no, I get it. I get it. it I, I find it, fa- I, I, for, I find it fascinating. And I actually have like, and I, I really genuinely mean this, like a lot of admiration for writers who don't act because I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. And that's yeah. not even to say that like, I'm performing my own writing all the time or that like, I'm an incredibly successful writer because neither of those things would be true. <laughs> but what is true is that like, it it's like for me, it's like, creative control which kind of for the reasons you're saying you don't like it is kind of why i love it because i'm like yeah I, I kind of love like um that thing of like not like this is so dramatic but like the living and 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 dying by your own like what's that phrase is it by your own sword or whatever the thing is like i kind of like that you know what i mean yeah i i you I, get a kick out of it i do yeah but that's just fascinating isn't it? like those yeah. and i and i don't know and but i don't think i'm i'm actually trying to and I think I am becoming a little bit more like you, though, in that way of you were like, you kind of trust the world a little bit. Yeah. And I really, really struggled with that. And I'm getting a lot better at that. And it feels really good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to just kind of, uh, what it is for me is just like, I used to look at it as like, oh, that's that's time when when I'm not like working and like feel like even the thought, I, I actually like really haven't allowed for that because I felt like sh- shame about that or something. Wow. Whereas now I'm like, oh no, that's space for something fucking deadly to happen. Yeah. And it's just that, but that's a big adjustment for me. And I'm trying to, I'm in the middle of that now and I think I'm kind of there with that and it feels, it feels really, it actually feels like a fucking weight off my shoulders. And it will be. And like, I mean, I'm in a position where I'm very lucky with, voiceover work so that is my world and so that's there and that is steady so that allows me to be like only doing the work that I truly believe in or that I'm like Katrina Ennis once said to me she was like if you don't want to do that job step out the way because there's someone right behind you begging to do it and don't take up people's time if you're not going to like if you just come off a really really long job and it's just an ego thing of a fear of like, oh shit, I need to go to the next job. Rather than, I really believe in these words, I really believe in this character, in this world, and I want to I want to be a part of it. Then there's no point. And I really believe in that too. And I'm just like, yeah, there, there will always be someone there, but also for your own self to look back and be like, that's six weeks that I, I kind of threw away and I wasted other people's time. Like that's not kind and it's not professional not worth it yeah 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 yeah. it's right i think you're right i think you're on this one right we give it a spin oh yeah let's do it here we go number 18 do you have it i don't no worries number 18 the question is oh cool i yeah i'm excited for this one what is the greatest lesson you've learned about acting okay these are so philosophical they are they are aren't they i feel like i'm getting so deep so quickly yeah but you have a lovely (laughs) you have a lovely brain so it's nice to hear what you're thinking about it um sorry ask the question again please john oh (laughs) i feel like chris fucking tarrant here (laughs) Um, what's the greatest lesson you've learned about acting tony I'm so I'm such a baby in my acting I don't know yeah there's many of them and then there's none of them I'm learning every day Mm. um oh uh you're not always going to be in the film (laughs) just because you did it doesn't mean it will end up in it yeah um I think that's a great one um have you had that yeah yeah like and I if I'm on a shoot for a day I'm like I could be in this not yeah it's always a shock when you are um yeah de- definitely and that's it's like a 
it actually didn't hurt at the time. And actually years later, I was like, God, that would have been a great thing to have or something like that. Mm. Um, the other thing is, <laughs> my big thing is, I don't know if this was a lesson I learned through my own experience, but seeing it upon others is like, I was laughing last week about when um, you're called into like, say for example, hair and makeup and you're walking from base, like from your room, wherever you are, into hair and makeup. Um, so you're walking there, and then you stop to pick up a banana, and then in the corner of your eye, you see someone just hovering. And then you turn around, and you start walking, and they're walking again. You're like, are you bringing me to hair and makeup? And they're like, ah, yeah. And it's like, sometimes people can interpret that as, oh, I'm really special. I, You know, I have someone to look after me. It's actually that you're a liability, and you cost money and time. And so you just need to get to your destination and do your work. So I do find sometimes people when they, or you know, you can get carried away in that world of like, I'll have a coffee, but like that's not what the real thing. That's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's just everyone's there to do their job, and some people's job is literally to get you from A to B and on time and intact. Totally. <laughs> um. Uh. Another thing, a big thing is, re- yeah, relaxing through. Like I, I definitely have gone through stages of like doing next um i think it i think theater is such a beautiful way to explore that because like you're so tired by the end of a show like you've really given it everything you've given it your all that like you can really relish in that and afterwards be like and reflect and go what would i do differently and not beat yourself up with the fact that you do it differently because we always would and if you do go back to something always do it differently like don't just be like well done this before I'll just do th- the same. Um, so I guess those two things in the two different mediums are a big, big thing that I always remember. I just like always be nice. Yeah. I don't understand. Like when I work, like, or when you hear people working with people that aren't kind or whatever, but just even just polite, I manage just go a long way. And I it always baffles me when people are working and, and from and you then you hear oh yeah they were like that on the last job and you're like then why were they hired again like there's so many like good people out there who are trying so hard let's let's reward that with something I don't know maybe that's my brain right now I'm gonna listen back to this when I'm like 45 being like "Mm," and I'll be a bitter cynical bitch being like shut up you (laughs) positive asshole (laughs) Um, I met an actor the other day um we were just chatting and I was just bouncing around. He was like, God, you're, it hasn't ground you down yet. And I was like, no, I hope it doesn't. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Like, I, do you think about that? And, you know, because it was, it was interesting earlier what you were saying about, you know, it, the idea of like, say, if you don't want to do this in like, you know, five years time, that's okay. Yeah. Like, do you think about, you know, to what degree you're like willing to let it like, grind you down or like do you, like do you or do you think about like you know what that sacrifice like like what's the one that's one too many you know yeah, what i mean for yeah, you yeah. to be like yeah fuck it i'm tapping out here yeah i it's funny i actually i, I wanted to do this since i was eight nine i did my per- first professional gig when i was 13 and just loved it and i was like right this is it this is my life and it wasn't until i was 21 that i went this doesn't have to be my life and then the ownership of that was like really cool. So now being like, I don't have to do this for the rest of my life is like a great thing. But at the same time, if the day did come that it, it wasn't something I would do, I know I'd really, really struggle with that. And I'd find like, what would I find? How would I find this um, gratification from somewhere else in my life? So I really, really enjoy what we do. So I guess dealing with an industry um, that I didn't, feel was fair which like life isn't fair but I think if that kept coming to a head and if um I kept getting knocked back for the wrong reasons um because I like I said what's for me went past me so I really do believe that if I don't get something I've I've never I don't know like I know people are like oh I haven't yet had an experience where I've just been like no that was mine and it's been taken because I I don't feel like things are mine until I'm sitting there in front of it 
And I'm like, yeah, no, it's it, it's and and even then, it's not mine because it's the writers, and it's my responsibility to portray what's on the page. I'm not going to take ownership of that and change it. And you know, I really respect like commas and grammar and all that. Um, yeah, I think coming across because, like I say, I'm very extrovert. So I think if I came across a lot of people that really hurt me, I think I'd find that really difficult. Mm. I don't have that kind of backbone i get i i'm really emotional yeah um i'm not businessy at all um i'm I'm just money it doesn't motivate me um i do i totally believe in being paid for what you do and i think sometimes actors are taken for rides and i hate that that really upsets me but yeah i think just people getting angry and mean all the time i would just be like i can't I've had availability issues, um, which really, really get me. Availability, like I, it's so much to the point that when I book book a job, I'm like, I'm even getting emotional thinking about it. <laughs> I freak out so much when I book a job. I'm like, okay, but what if the other job that I went for last week comes in with an offer too? And it's like, yeah, but then we'll deal with that. And I'm like, okay, but like the stress of that, and then the stress of having to be in two places at the same time, which isn't part of my job. Like, if you don't want me, then I, I don't need to sort that out. And I, I kind of get that now, but. I won't get there without crying. Like, I'll have to have a little weep of a moment of like, oh my God, like, why is this happening? Why can't it just happen tomorrow? And it will be easier. Because I, I had one recently in, um, where I knew where my heart was and I knew what was best for me and I had to take a moment to step back and go, this is the best option for me. But by doing that, I let people down and I found that really hard I find that really really difficult and my mom was like that's why people leave this game and I was like no people leave this game because they don't get work not because they're getting the work and then they don't know how to organize it and she was like no like some people do and I went oh my god maybe I'll be one of them that's like I can't deal with you asking me to do too much at the same time mm. possibly but that's also because I sleep all the time so. <laughs> you're totally available you're just in bed like, I can't be in bed and on set guys. are you kidding me I've only got eight hours sleep. I need at least another day. At least ten. That's what we've learned. What about yeah? You brought up your folks a few times. Like, are oh they yeah. are they like um are they actory in the businessy people or they seem to be great? They're ma- they're amazing. I've a uh, yeah. I got um my support system is fucking insane, man. Mm. Like, I have the most amazing friends and family, and Killian is just incredible. So, um yeah, my parents. They're really cool. My mum's a yoga teacher. Um, my so my parents are separated. So my dad and Siobhan, um Oh my god, Siobhan, if you're listening to this, you are a eye doctor. I got that right. And my dad's an entrepreneur. Don't even ask me what he does. I've asked him like six times in my whole life, and every time I don't come out any wiser. Um, something to do with ships, dad. I don't know. Um, very very um good at what he does uh great great so knowledgeable sorry like if you bring up any subject my dad's like a walking encyclopedia and he'll know and then my mum and pop um my mum is a yoga teacher as i mentioned and my pop is a music composer um for mainly film and tv um and all their friends are actors and producers and have so i've grown up in it i guess Mm. um which has been amazing because when i get work my parents are like oh my god got a job whereas i know friends whose parents are like why don't you have a job yeah 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 um so it's like complete opposite in my house and so you're gonna have to help me out here sorry y- yes y- i no didn't explain it no 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 you you say your mom and your pop, and pop yeah so that's my um stepdad essentially but i met him when i was um 18 months so ah. he's kind of just been in my life my whole life yeah because so. i just i yeah it was, it was just it's a very cute way of referring to something it's really <laughs> yeah. gorgeous yeah um so yeah, and we all live within five minutes of each other. And um, I have Caleb, Ruben, Jack, Jonah are my four brothers, and Petra and Sophie are my two sisters. And um, yeah, Caleb, Ruben, Jack, Jonah, Sophie all went to the same primary school, and um, they're all really good friends. They still are. We kind of we are the definition of a modern family. Yeah. Um, it's kind of insane. It couldn't have been. I'm re I'm really lucky, as I say. I mean, I've had like it takes a w- takes a while to get there. Like that's that's twenty four years in the making. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm happy we got there. Yeah, and it's cool. It sounds great. We give one more spin. Please, we have time for one more. Let's do it. Right. 
All right, here we go. Number four. Do you have it? I don't. No. Okay, no worries at all. Number four. Uh, the qu- uh, kind of a nice way to finish. Um, what do you think seven-year-old you would think of you right now? <laughs> um, what were you like when you were seven, do you think? Mental. Yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, like, yeah. Great to see nothing's changed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this, but just smaller. And I looked the exact same. Really? Like, if you saw a photo of me as a kid, like, even as a newborn baby, it's literally this face. I mean, my head hasn't grown. Look how small it is. I have the smallest head in Ireland. If not Europe. I'd never think that, but... Tiny head. Okay. And all true good actors have huge heads, so I'm really? in a bit trouble there. But anyway, uh, seven-year-old me, I think that was when I was deciding whether or not to be a vet or an actor. Um, so I was quite conflicted. I'd say I was happy I went for the latter. Um, I, I don't know. I was a worrier when I was seven. Like, such a worrier. I think I just grew out of all of that. Um... Yeah, I used to like go to school and then like the, my first thought would be like, okay, but will they remember to collect me? <laughs> really? Yeah, so I guess I'd be happy that I don't worry about people remembering to collect me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's buses. <laughs> I can get to places by myself now. Yeah, it's good. Um, You got here by yourself. I did. I, I walked. I mean, Google Maps did help me. Yeah, well, I kind of thought Google Maps helped you when you're like, 12 minutes away, Tom. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a Google Maps answer if ever I heard one. But I did also reply to them being like, outside, I think. So you did have to come and collect me. I did. But look, I'm happy. If I can alleviate any of that seven-year-old you anxiety, I'm really happy to that's do so it. That's so true. So thank you. No problem. Um, and my seven-year-old self thanks you. Well, that's good too. <laughs> she's got a really obnoxiously small head. <laughs> but she still looks like a glass of if orange juice. Then, if it back then, it just didn't grow. Yeah, it was still small. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so I mean, it was like this has been this has been so lovely. You just um, you're very like you're very nice. You do have a very lovely energy. It's nice hanging out. It's nice having the chats. What are you uh, what are you up to? What can you like tell people about or oh any? Or can you tell them about this Instagram? Do you want people to look at your Instagram? Oh yeah, so I'm at Tony Award. No joking, um, guys. I'm actually kind of funny. This got really philosophical really quickly, and I said big words that I don't actually think mean. Anything. Are you funny? Um, what yeah. don't talk about? Don't talk about something funny for me. Okay, minute. really quickly. Um, I mean, nobody's funny under pressure. No, I'm not putting you under pressure, um, but is it just something that you think is funny that we can talk about for a minute? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, what? Do, what? Well, what do you think is funny, Tom? Are you funny? Am I funny? That's funny. I was having a conversation with someone recently, and they're like, "You're really funny," and I was like, "Nah." Like, and I was like, "Well, like, I kind of am funny. I'm, I'm funny in in my own sort of way." You're funny in the like tumbling down the stairs way. Oh, that's interesting. Like, I find you gas in the sense that you tumble down the stairs and you don't stop, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "When is it? Uh, this is gas. You're saying so many words." Whereas, I I think I'm similarly funny like that. Like, I just fell down the stairs back there. Yeah. I want yeah I wonder yeah I was thinking that during this I was like we're either really different or really similar and I can't work out which it is <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah although I guess we're yeah I mean sure isn't everyone a little bit similar and different at the same time but do you ever just meet someone and you're like no fuck that we're so different yeah obviously all the time yeah as it um, but you're right like there's got to be some similarities there but I mean. You're definitely, you're chatty like me, thank gosh. Yeah, but it's um, funny, I wouldn't consider myself introverted or extroverted like you, personally. Yeah, no, that's fair, but you're a bit of both. A bit of both, absolutely. I'm probably like, you know, maybe like 52, 48, you know, that way. Towards extroverted. Tor- towards introverted, I'd say. Towards introverted? I feel more introverted than I do extroverted, yeah. The day in Spotlight, I will admit, you were very introverted. I was, uh, uh, you got me in a funny day that day. Did I? Yeah, th- there was something going on, like, not like mm. particularly serious, but like, yeah just not a great day some days yeah i'm just like all right well i'm i'm here and i'll, I'll be here but you know yeah i'm sh- i'm actually very shy you know fair mm, in, in group settings actually if it, but like you know meeting you here we'll have the, i'd be re- if we were to meet for a coffee next week we'd have the chats there wouldn't be a lull do you know what i mean Was but that if, an offer? yeah we do it um <laughs> uh, yeah yeah well, i'm hey um but you know but uh yeah but in, in gr- groups are hard groups are hard actually we did um at the start of um first day at the Abbey the two lads decided to get everyone that was involved in the Abbey that day because it was the 15th of January so it was like the start of the year right everyone into the same room so I'm saying there was like 58 people there 62 mm, yeah yeah I mean we 
we all went into a circle. So, I mean, it looked like that. Maybe it wasn't that big. But anyway, loads of people. And I was so taken aback by how many people were so deeply uncomfortable. Whereas I was like, well, I mean, I really enjoy this part. It'll be the part when we all go into, like, a small room and dissect everything that I'll be like, am I saying too much? Am I not saying enough? Am I Mm. spilling everything out here? Um, Because I do definitely have a tendency to overshare. Overshare. Yeah. Uh, you're, uh, you're after my own heart. I love a good overshare. Overshare. Yeah, I mean, I don't even I don't even believe there's such a thing, actually. I think I overshare in a really... It's weird, though. My mind... Like, I met someone in my life once that was like, you are an enigma. Like, I can't figure you out. You're so complex. And, like, to me, I'm, that's gas because I'm like, I'm so straightforward. But I think it's like... I overshare the stuff I want. Like, my friends always accuse me of, like six months later two years later being like do you remember that time they're like yeah and I'm like well that this actually was happening and they're like wait what and I'm like yeah because I'm very private Mm. like exceptionally private Mm. for someone who's overshares so much so I guess I like really pick the stuff I share but subconsciously hey what an episode was I gas? Oh God! No, not at all. But it's lovely. You <laughs> know you were. No, you were very, very How did funny. I go there again? Very lovely. Just very lovely. That what was lovely. Is it? It's Tuesday. I'm gas on Saturday through Sunday. Okay, well, we'll we'll catch you then sometime. Tony O'Rourke, thanks so much for playing personality bingo. So guys, that was the exceptional Tony O'Rourke playing personality bingo with Tom Warren. Tony, a massive thank you to you for taking the time to do it. I know, oh, there's my phone. How unprofessional. I know you uh, have been flat out at the moment um, with so much, so uh, it really means a lot that you would take the time to come in and uh, have the chats and have the crack and... uh, what a fucking deadly episode it was as I said come check me out at Copperface Jackson Musical tickets are on sale right now it's at the Olympia Theatre all summer and it's going to be a belter of a show I'm really excited for you guys to see it and as always a huge thank you to the boss woman the wonderful Erin Lindsay for mixing editing and producing this podcast also a huge thank you to Connor Nolan for the deadly artwork to Leah Moore and Anthony Manley for the exceptional theme music and as always to Alan Bennett and Paddy O'Leary for having us a part of the Headstuff family uh, it's always a pleasure to come in here uh, and see everyone and um, do the podcast week in week out and I'm so glad to be able to bring it to you guys uh, if you are someone who's listened for the first time welcome thanks so much we've got loads of other episodes that you might go- enjoy go and check them out um, and if you're a regular listener thank you so much um, as always if you can tell a friend if you can do a little tweet do a little Facebook whatever that might be it really is appreciated because it just makes the world a difference to us here and helps get more people to listen to brilliant people like Tony which uh, I think is always great so guys until next week Thanks for listening to Personality Bingo with Tom Warren.